Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. So I guess we can get right into it. We got to talk about it. Um, it's the Nia Jax versus Charlotte match. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just finished watching it because um, I missed Raw yesterday and I didn't have time to watch it. Man, it was awkward. Like, it started off kind of, like, decent. Not, I'm not even going to say that. Like, come, Charlotte coming out, Nia just looked like she did not rock with Charlotte that day. Like, she just kind of looked at her like, eh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like... Charlotte was trying to do things that Charlotte doesn't do at the beginning. Like, she locked up with Nia and didn't back down from her. And usually from a big, like, if you're going to sell this match and you're wrestling a, a bigger opponent, a stronger opponent, you kind of back And it was like... She did not back down. She didn't back down. And was, from, that, from that start, I was like, yeah, she's kind of on one. Like, she's doing stuff that you shouldn't do against Nia. Like, it was, it was interesting that she tried to suplex, like, do a quick suplex. On Nia, and I was like, I don't think you I was can like, do that. From, yeah, from there, even in commentary, I was like, you, you gotta be joking, right? Like, that's not, yeah. that's not something you could possibly do. Like, it's just, yeah. The whole match for me was awkward, like from start to finish. Like, I just remember watching it, and I was like, Am I the only person that does this? Let me go to Twitter, and I looked, and everybody's like, Are they beefing for real? Like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like, That was the most awkward match I've seen this year. It felt like that. It was awkward. It looked like um, they were legit trying to slap each other, you know. Um, It just, it doesn't make for a good match when two people genuinely don't like each other because it's like no give. I I, I remember seeing one part and it looked like, what did Naya like no sell something? I was like, whoa, like. So, uh, where where the fighting like really started? Because at first, I think maybe Nia got a little upset with her, yeah, just because like she was no selling bigger moves, you know what I mean? And yeah, she, she did was. the Samoan drop on Charlotte, and then she ran on the rope and went for a leg drop, and then Charlotte just like moved out the way, and it was like, well, Samoan drop is like one of Nia's bigger moves, so it's yeah, like, that's you like can't just no sell. She yeah. just no sold it, and I think that's when it kind of turned up. And then Charlotte like started like hitting her head and like throwing her head around. The whole match was just very physical. Like they was really like went at it, but that's when it kind of took a turn. And like um, Charlotte like hit her in the head or something or smacked her. And then she did it again. And then I just started. You know, <laughs> it was very sloppy piece, and awkward. Bro. Yeah, she hit her with a three piece too. It was it a was... real three piece. Like she was like nah, because she said she was like she was yeah, like don't this... do that, don't do that, no. Yeah, and then she just three pieced her. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then there was a point where like she like almost slammed Charlotte on her head. Like it was crazy. Yeah. But I enjoyed it for some reason. <laughs> like it was like you enjoy it. Was, it was, you enjoy that side of side of wrestling. You know. They were like fighting for real, low key, and it was like it seemed like there was some real beef there. But at the same time, it didn't flow well as a, a general general wrestling match. But I enjoyed it because it was just like, whoa, this is interesting. But it was also kind of made for a bad match at the same time yeah. i don't know 
I don't think. Yeah, again, when people two people generally don't like each other, I don't think it makes for a good wrestling match. You know, I think it's better when they actually are are okay. Um, yeah. Do you think that they're actually going to follow up from next week, or do you think this is going to go into the? Are they just going to go straight into the Alexa Bliss feud and act like this yeah. never happened at all? I don't know. I kind of want to see more chaos. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear the I promos. I want to hear know. the promos against each other. Like, I would like. I mean, I would like a full on one on one match, but not if it's like that. You know. No, I, mean? I think somebody needs to like talk to them and be like, "Hey, like we we get that you got like Vince needs to pull them to the side and be like, right, we, live, we, live, we live, we live, we live.' Yeah, I get that y'all have beef right now, but hey, like let's dead this beef and put on a good storyline. That's yeah. what needs to happen. Like, right. just pull them aside. But I think there's something here in this animosity that they have, but they both have to find a way to be professional through it. Right. It is. You know, and not fight each other for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What did, but what did you think about, uh, was it last week when Alexa bliss came out and challenged Charlotte, but all she said was like, Lily said, hi, that was it. <laughs> I feel like at this point in WWE, you know, if somebody just randomly comes out after a match or before a match or during a promo, you just know that means it's a storyline coming up between these two wrestlers. Yeah, it's a whole program, like a five-week program. Going it's on. a five-week program. So, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, they're definitely about to have a feud. But then there's the Nia versus Charlotte match, and it's like, oh, like, I guess not. And then Nia beat Charlotte clean. Right. So it's like, okay, how do you go into a Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss match after this? Or storyline. So, I don't know. Is it Raw's interesting right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting, especially when champions, uh, like, just lose clean. Because this yeah. happened with Nikki Cross also. Um, you said you did get a chance to, I guess, watch uh, Raw the other day about um, the Matt Riddle match. Not Matt Riddle, sorry. Um, it was Damian Priest versus Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre versus Sheamus. That was a dope match for me. That was um, hard. That was but hard. I was I was really, really genuinely surprised about how he went over Drew clean in the middle of the ring. Like, yeah, I feel like somebody had to take the pin. And I feel like maybe it looked better for him to beat Drew. For me, then Sheamus, like, then Sheamus. Yeah, because he's the already former U.S. champ. He already beat him for the title, so it's like, what do you have to prove against pinning him? I feel okay. like it makes a bigger statement to beat a bigger superstar like Drew McIntyre. And I feel like Drew McIntyre is at the point, you know, in his career, he's already had the WWE Championship. Like it's his time to kind of put other people a little bit because you yeah. don't want Drew to be like this mega Roman. Superstar, we don't need more than more. Yeah, where he never loses, and it's like he's just always there, and it's like you know he's gonna beat your favorite wrestler. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like it it looks better for him to go over him, and it was a dope match. I feel like this is gonna be like a career defining match for Damian Priest, and then I also think it might go down as like one of the best U.S. title matches. Yeah, you know, I've I've seen so far. It was really really good. The crowds into it, and like all the false finishes, and it felt like it was supposed to be special. I mean, yeah, I was. I mean, I was genuinely surprised at how they put over Priest, I guess, to that level over like a WWE champion. Because, I mean, they're really even though I personally, it's not my favorite character. His character Mm -hmm. isn't my favorite character. I prefer the Damian Priest from NXT. Yeah, Um, he's more so. I really can't necessarily pinpoint his angle <laughs> i still can't necessarily pinpoint what his character is he just seems what like drives he likes, him he likes to have fun he randomly occasionally mentions going out clubbing um <laughs> i can't tell you who or what a damian priest is but he's over yeah. right now and the audience loves him and i guess they love him from the feud with bad bunny i'm just yeah. glad that he moved on from the bad bunny and this thing because that was it really didn't go anywhere and uh yeah. i was shocked that he actually got a title out of it you know, honestly. Yeah, I think Bad Bunny and Miz kind of almost overshadowed him. He was just like the wrestler helping Bad Bunny in a way. Yeah. 
he got very overshadowed. But um, I don't know. I feel like because like they had him open the show with a promo. Yeah, that's it was just yeah. him in the ring. And I don't really care for his promos right now. Like that's I know what, he has that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. He they're not time, my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, he needs time to kind of develop it. But like, I don't care for the promos for real. He kind of needs to work on that. He has cool pants and he can wrestle really well. So I feel like that. <laughs> you know, that just kind of works. And the bad money thing works. So we we'll have to see what happens with him in the future. But I think this match definitely made him look really good for sure. Yeah, I guess speaking of bad money and I guess a Miz thing, um, Miz turning on John Morrison. <laughs> um i personally i'm i was actually a fan of it you know even though they've been like best friends for like a really long time i was really I'm, yeah i was i was personally a fan of them them doing that because morrison to me needs to go solo when i saw him at money in the bank with him with seth rollins i was like okay <laughs> he we got we still got something left you know what i mean he mm-hmm. definitely when i expected morrison originally come back to wwe i was expecting like a singles run i was expecting Same. him to pick up where they left off a few years ago. I think he almost won the WWE championship. He of course never won it, but mm-hmm. he got like a singles run back then. So I wanted singles Morrison anyway, not, you know, pairing up with Miz again. We've done that before. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me, it's like, I, I really, like you said, like when he came back, it was just like, I really wanted to see him do his own thing. He did all this stuff in Lucha Underground and like yeah. Impact. And it was like, okay, it's maybe it's, just, it's, t- it's John Morrison's time to come back to WWE and have a good run. Almost like how Drew McIntyre came back and it was like a whole different character. I wanted that for Morrison, but then when I saw him with Miz doing the goofy stuff, I was like, ugh, this isn't. I'm not a fan end. of the dripstick stuff, man. Yeah, like, they took it too far. Like it's too goofy now. <laughs> Moist TV. Like they're just yeah. it's too goofy. It's a little bit, it's a little bit goofy right now. But it's too goofy. But I don't know. I just I feel like they took it way too far. Um, but I'm glad to see like they broke up, and I I feel like John Morrison's kind of been having some really great matches on his own, even when yeah. like Miz injured, and I feel like it's the right time to let John Morrison go on and do his own thing. Hopefully, as a heel and a more serious character, I'd love yes. to see that. I would I would want to see him one on SmackDown, two as a heel. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. We will have to yeah. see where it goes. Right. Uh, I guess speaking of SmackDown, um, the segment with Bianca and Becky. Um, I was I'm still salty about it. I know it's been days. <laughs> I know it's been days. Something yeah. just doesn't sit right with me about Becky like getting that title like that, especially with her like coming back and Bianca asking for the rematch and Becky being like, nah, just leaving. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that that really bothered me. It was like, okay, at one point do we stop doing rematch clauses for yeah. the championship? Because that was a thing in WWE for a while. It's like if you beat the champion, the champion gets a chance to like wrestle you again to get the title back like there's a rematch clause so i don't know when they threw that away because <laughs> like even with drew like it seemed like drew didn't get an immediate rematch either he had to earn his back as well when he lost his title so i don't know it's, it's interesting but i don't know i just i feel like bianca shouldn't have to beat people to try to get another attempt like it should automatically just throw her one <laughs> like, yeah i don't know i just I, that it was kind of it offended me a little bit like i was just like i feel like bianca deserves more than this most and, most notables I felt about that rematch cause is when uh, Finn Balor like <laughs> never got his rematch. Yeah. Kofi did not get his rematch. It's like it's tons of people that like they just lost it like that and they just never got the rematch. Like yeah, it just didn't sit right with me. Yeah, and then it's like you have a big like I feel like with the story too. It's like she prepared to wrestle Sasha. You know what I mean? And then it's like Carmella came out and said, oh, "Okay, I'll justify Carmella. I just beat her last night." And then you have, you know, you have Becky come out and it's almost like, she. who do I wrestle right now? Like, how do I prepare for this kind of match? I feel like 
that just wasn't fair. Like they just did that last minute to her. Like, where does that make sense? And what sport would that make sense to you give them a last minute competitor? You know, give them a chance to get a rematch to get their title back. Like, I don't know. It's just unfair to me. Another than WWE. Yeah, <laughs> it's a WWE thing. I feel like AEW wouldn't let that fly. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely would let it fly. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Paul Heyman and his loyalty to Roman? So the Usos First, pretty much were qu- questioning him backstage. Yeah. Like they were yeah. like, like, wait, if you knew Brock was going to be there, or if you didn't know he was going to be there, how come you didn't know already? And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like you're an advocate for Brock, a longtime advocate. That was almost like what his like first client, I want to say. How come you didn't know that Brock was going to show up? That was it was a good question. It that was interesting. I wonder if like they're going to do like where Paul's kind of like he's kind of broken in between the two. Like, do I go for Roman? Do I go for Brock? But it seems like he's aligned with Roman. But once the match starts, you know, what I mean, who is he going to side with? So yeah. By the way, one of my favorite parts of SmackDown is just the way that Paul Heyman looks at Roman. Uh, in the background, <laughs> his non-verbals are amazing. His non-verbals are amazing, bro. Like just like the way he holds the title, the way he just looks at Roman, like watching, like oh, I hope Roman's gonna be okay with this. <laughs> like it just makes for really, really entertaining TV. Like he it really like, fears Roman. Um, it will be interesting though. Um, I don't know how they're gonna have. Was Brock even? I don't even think Brock was. Brock wasn't on SmackDown. Um, nah, it'd be just... interesting how they're gonna promote the match. Um, yeah, when they're gonna actually have the match, I don't even know if it's gonna necessarily happen at the next pay per view with Brock not even appearing. They'll probably yeah. do most of the promotion with Paul Heyman between the Usos and Paul Heyman and Roman, and Brock just kind of like just there when he wants to show up, you know. Yeah, I feel like Brock will probably show up on the go home show and he'll, he'll be at the pay per view, and that's it. See you Sunday, um, yeah. <laughs> And I don't see Brock really trying to defend a championship like that. Like, I don't – I feel like they got a good thing going with Roman. Roman's definitely going to go over Brock. I hope he goes over Brock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all here it. for a weekly champion, like, appearing on tele- television. Like, when, just whenever he was champion on Raw or SmackDown, like, it just wasn't the same because he just wasn't there. And it's like, ah. Uh, it feels like everybody's fighting for the Intercontinental title now, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not the main title. So, yeah. I'm never a fan of Brock Lesnar title runs just for that sole reason. Yeah, unless he comes back to week to week TV, but I don't see him doing that. Nah, I don't see him doing that. And I feel like Vince couldn't pull that off. Like Brock would probably be like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that." Fam. Not a check. The check too big. Yeah. Um, did you did you like the switch? So I personally, I mean, I, I see where they're kind of going with it. Did you like the switch from uh, Baron Corbin's persona to Happy Corbin? Because uh, I personally, I liked it when he was broke. I like it. <laughs> it was like it was it. it was entertaining though. Like was it not yeah. like see like seeing him like trying to steal the briefcase and all these different things, all the different scenarios. I think it was more entertaining. I mean, it's only the first week, so I can't like hate on it. But yeah. what do you think about the happy Corbin Gibbon? <laughs> so I liked him when he was broke. Yeah. I feel like I liked him better when he was broke as well. Like it, there was so much more to it. And they just started doing it like what a month or two ago. Yeah, and it feels feel like, like a sudden change, right? Yeah, I feel like it's too quick to have him already be winning the, winning the lottery. Like, they could milk this for a whole year if they wanted to. Yeah. So I feel like it was a little sudden, unless they have it where he's happy now, and then he loses all his money again. And then it's like he's really depressed and, like, right. <laughs> broke Corbin. You know what I mean? That's so, what I – see, that's what I anticipated. I was like, well, maybe he, he went to Vegas, and on one night he has it all, and then the next night he loses it. That's what I kind of expected. But it looks like they're kind of rolling with – this character, like, this is just the new character, Happy Corbin, you know, whatever. Um, so how do you feel? They it kind of felt like 
it wasn't made to be a big deal, but they had Naomi joining SmackDown. And she pretty much was there and she was talking with Sonya. Sonya was like, Sonya. no selling it. Sonya was just like, you know, whatever. Like, why are you even approaching me? You know? Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you're going to be here. And I was like, what? Yeah, Naomi. <laughs> this is a big deal, bro. Like, you have Naomi, who's a, a former women's champion, and she's just like ignoring her. Like, that was, it felt so disrespectful. So I'm wondering, like, if that's going to lead to a thing where it's like Roman's going to step in. Yeah, or Roman's gonna step in and be like, "This is my family. You treat him with respect." <laughs> this <is> Roman, <laughs> this Roman impression. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I feel like it's setting up. I feel like it's setting up like Naomi's heel turn, like the turn on her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The, the treatment will probably get worse next week. It'll get worse and worse and worse and worse. worse. Like, she won't be in a match or whatever until like five weeks in. She's just gonna turn on somebody. She may turn on Bianca, who up for all I know. You know what I mean, but I see, oh, man. I just, I see, see her definitely joining. I think in a perfect world she would join join the bloodline. Mm, that'd be beautiful. They need. I don't think they need all a woman. the gold. All they the don't gold. need a woman, but I feel like it'll look beautiful if they had a woman and she got the title. And like you said, they have all the gold. That'd be tough. <laughs> that'd yeah. be tough. Did you see? Um, uh, recently at the performance center, they have a new class. The youngest Uso, uh, Jimmy and Jay's younger brother, just joined the uh, the new class. Which I is interesting. They had a younger brother. I didn't either, but their youngest brother uh, or their younger brother, uh, he's in the performance center now. I guess he wrestles. Mm. It's interesting because I'm like, I wonder if he'll like get like speed lined up to the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see somebody related to Roman and the Uso staying in the performance center for too long. That's yeah, just I me. I don't either. But it'd be interesting because, like, what if he just joins the bloodline and he wins like the US or the Intercontinental Championship? And it's like they literally That's- have all the good overkill. Nah, that's that's NWO level, man. And that's yeah. how the NWO killed killed themselves, man. They just they they it'd were be, doing too much. They had all to go. It'd be too much. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you, I guess speaking of family? Um, what are your thoughts <laughs> for the on family? For the family, um, no Dominic Toretto. What do you think about uh, Dominic <laughs> going solo? Um, I guess is apart from the tag team titles. I mean, I, I personally, I personally, I'm kind of okay with it. His build is still too little for him to have a solo title to me, <laughs> unless it's like a, a U.S. title or something that, of that nature, like on par with that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about like Ray, like stopping everything he's doing? Like they're, you know, they're just kind of focusing on, okay, we're just going to focus on making you solo. Yeah. I think we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago where it's like, this is how it would work. Cause I, I feel like it is great that he didn't turn on his dad. Because yeah. that would have been really bad. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed that. Too I would much. not enjoy watching it. <laughs> and it would make him a mega heel for sure because he turned on his dad, who's a Hall of Famer. But I don't know if that would do him any like justice. That wouldn't do him any good. Like People would just hate him. And I don't think he's like you know experienced enough in his career to be able to like pull off being a great heel right now. So I feel like it's better for his dad to coach him. Um, but I feel like it might be a little early for him to be solo. Like. Yeah. They needed a couple more years where he's under Ray, but I feel like if you're going to have him wrestle by himself, at least have his dad coach him up. But then he lost his match that, because it seems like Ray kind of like prematurely pushed him out and was like, you got to be out on your own now. And Dominic didn't know how he felt about it. And then Dominic lost the match. And then Ray tried to console him. He like was like, get off me, dad. And I was like, he'll turn but i was hoping i was hoping it didn't happen (laughs) i was like no like please vince please don't do this but um i don't know it's just interesting but i'm glad he's there to coach his son up and it's more of like a manager role versus like him turning on him i agree yeah yeah uh what are your i think i think we were going to talk about riddle 
Um, he's always kind of landing into the hot water, I guess, with him and Goldberg. And I guess this time, what is it, Roman? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's always got backstage heat with somebody. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a thing that's been going on for the last few years. Um, I don't know if he was necessarily wrong about what he, I'm trying <laughs> to remember what he said about. I'm trying to remember what he said about Roman exactly. It was like think, he was a one trick pony, something like that. Like it was just like he says that like acknowledge me and all this stuff but how are we supposed to take you seriously if like he's not a real fighter i don't know he just was basically saying like he's roma's not as a big deal as he thinks he is and that pretty much like he could beat him because he's an mma fighter for me yeah, he UFC said he fighter. can beat him in like a real fight he was like, yeah <laughs> and i'm like bro you taking yourself a little too seriously like roman's obviously playing up his character like yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think Riddle might talk a little too much sometimes, <laughs> but he does have a point sometimes because he was like, you know, you're you're related to The Rock, like things are going to be easy for you. Like, obviously, you're going to be this top star, but then it's like it kind of sounded like he was hating on Roman a little bit at the same time. It did. You know what I mean? Like, it did. I don't know. Heike, I mean, that's how you like rub the wrong people the wrong way, and he did just get like the they just got the tag team titles yeah. you know and, and this thing with randy and it's like they're actually t- honestly to me they're like the biggest draw of money in that role right now because mm-hmm. um, i mean bobby's bobby's over is as, as like a champion but i mean they kind of boo him and i don't know i feel like as far as like the audience goes rk bro is probably the biggest thing on, on money in that role what do you think I would say so. Yeah, RK Bro is probably the biggest thing. At one point, it felt like AJ and almost were like a big deal. Like they were until we saw him thing. sell. So we saw almost selling. Then yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. mm. Well, that gave me a little hope. But I think that would be the biggest thing. And then it seems like they're building a Damian Priest to kind of like be a big deal too. But yeah, I've seen so many memes recently, like the past week of people being like, "Oh, SmackDown has Roman. They have Finn. They have you know Seth. They have Edge." And it was like, what does Raw have? And it was like, nothing. <laughs> and it was just like, dang, like, that's kind of true. Like, they really just got Charlotte and a couple other wrestlers that, you know, kind of were a big deal at one point, but aren't. You know I mean, they need, they definitely need to do a draft soon for sure. Makes Bruh, sense. I thought that, so I thought the draft was always supposed to occur in maybe August or something or after SummerSlam. And I guess it just didn't happen. I definitely yeah. think they need like some kind of shakeup. And I would think they're they're trying to build towards that just because they have like really strong champions right now. But you know they have because yeah. they have Charlotte with one title, and then Becky with the other, and then Roman with one. So I'm just like, where's the the shakeup at? You know? Yeah, and I feel like it has to happen soon before they start doing some long term booking because Royal Rumble is like right around the corner. <laughs> like right. it's literally in January. I mean, it's, they have time, but it's in January usually. So I feel like this would be the time to mix up the rosters to get people invested in these new storylines and characters. Like now is the time. So. Right, right, right. We'll I see. guess, uh, yeah, I guess switching over to AEW, um, of course you saw, was it, I'm trying to think, was it on Dynamite or was it on Rampage with the MJF thing where uh, Jericho is... It was Dynamite. It was Dynamite? Okay, yeah. Because I, I, I watched both. I just couldn't recall which one, exactly one it is. But Jericho mm-hmm. putting his career on the line. Um, I, I've seen this gimmick match before a lot of times, so I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I mean, mm-hmm. although Jericho is getting, you know, up there in age, of course, you know, he's still Chris Jericho. Uh, do you think he's actually going to lose the match? I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see him, him losing this at all. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't see Chris Jericho just leaving this company. Like, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't see him losing. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like it wouldn't make sense. And like he has so many more wrestlers to tangle with and have storylines with that it just wouldn't make sense in my opinion. You know what I mean? But I think it's good like if they do try to do it, but I, I kind of see almost see like somebody interfering in the match or something, or you know what I mean? It's not gonna end the way we think it's gonna end. Or maybe he does just beat Jericho and he takes a break for a while. But I don't know, I just I don't see Jericho stopping anytime soon. Yeah. So. Well, I just see, I mean, I see AEW as a different company than WWE. Yeah. And I believe WWE has had that matches where they're like, well, I'm, I'm never going to, if you, if you beat me, I'm never going to wrestle here again. And then like, you know, a year later you see them or you'll see them and it's just on SmackDown. Like they just, like, I swear Sonya Deville had a retirement match or something. And here it is. We see her every single week. So um, I don't, but I don't think the AEW is the type of company to have, be like gimmickly like that. And like, not actually hold up to it, you know what I mean? Like Cody yeah. said, if he lost, he wouldn't challenge for that title, and he is not challenged for the title. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, again, I don't, I just don't think it's right. Like it's the right time for Jericho to leave. So I don't. See I don't that. either. Yeah, he's got so many people to wrestle with. I don't see it yet. Like CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. <laughs> got to get the best in the world storyline part two that they did in WWE. Bruh, I need that. Need it again, bro. Need it again. Although, like, they're a lot older. I don't know how it's gonna look. But, yeah, I mean, um, they, I can still, they can still they can still go though. They can still go. They can my, still go. My main thing though with CM Punk right now is like, does he still got it, and is he gonna look rusty? We gotta see that match. I watched like a they did like a call in like it was like fans got the fans, and then like different reporters got to call him and Tony Khan, and they asked him like, what kind of preparation have you done to prepare for your match all out? He was like, I haven't gotten back in the ring yet. To mm. practice, and I was like, Ooh. I don't like that. I don't like that. I, don't like I was that. like, Ew. he's like, I probably should soon, but I just wanted to come to me organically. And I'm like, okay, but maybe he might be, <laughs> he might be bluffing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm really hoping he is bluffing because I've seen people like miss drop kicks, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, the match turns up good. And I feel like Arby's kind of a little smaller to him, so they could probably still pull off something decent, but yeah. I don't know. It's not like lifting like a two hundred eighty five pound man. You know what I mean, so yeah, I don't think I don't see CM Punk doing that. Yeah, um, hopefully I don't know. Hopefully you mix it up with people that's bigger, but I don't see him doing that. Yeah. So what do you think of his uh, promo on Dynamite? Now that we're speaking of CM Punk, um, I thought it was kind of decent. It felt like kind of the same as one on Rampage. It was, just it was. so like okay, here's what I said on Rampage without Dynamite, kind of. Right, but I still right, really right. enjoyed it, and I enjoyed like seeing the fans popping. I was actually enjoying him and being happy that he's back. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you, what you said. Like it hasn't, it hasn't worn off yet. It hasn't worn off yet, <laughs> and hopefully they don't do another interview because, um, like you remember when Sting first got there in AEW and we did the Tony Schiavone thing, <laughs> and <Sting>. every single, <laughs> yeah, every single week it's Sting, and they did that. Um, <laughs> And like it just became a meme, like pretty much. We never saw him. I mean, it took it took a while for him to wrestle, but he would just appear every single week and then do that winter is coming thing. You can definitely <laughs> wear out your welcome. No matter definitely. how hyped up a superstar is, no matter how much you know everybody loves him, you can wear out your welcome if you have him you have Tony Schiavone interview him every single Monday and every single I mean every single Wednesday and then every single Friday. Like mm-hmm. he gets worn out. But again, right now it's not worn out for me with, with CM Punk. The magic is still there. They just don't need to do it again and just <laughs> let the match happen at uh, All Out. When's that? Uh, the fifth? I believe so, yeah. 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 I'm excited for it. Uh, I think I'm going to try to watch it. Definitely. I, I got to watch it. Definitely. Got to watch it. Got to watch it. But I was going to say, because I know uh, AMC Theaters, I think they show pay-per-views now. 
Mm-hmm. And they're going to be showing that. So I was thinking, like, okay, maybe I will go see that in the theaters. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so they had Giannis guest appear on Rampage this past Friday. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, kind of like bringing like stars that you don't normally see. Because I feel like with WWE, it's kind of almost feels like they pay people to come to their stuff. It, they definitely <laughs> do. They definitely pay people. Um, but with like Giannis with the, being with there, the, go ahead. especially with the the interviews that they did at SummerSlam. <laughs> Yeah. Remember the Mario Lopez thing? Like people were calling WWE, WWF. Like people calling people the wrong names. Like yeah, <laughs> it's more genuine when it's up. Somebody is an actual fan. You can tell like they love this. Like when I saw Giannis in the crowd, like reacting to it, like mm-hmm. yo, he was loving the match with uh, Penta and everything. Yeah, it kind of felt like one of those things. Where, like he just happened to be there, and it was like, oh snap, Giannis is here. So let's, you know, what I mean, let's put the camera on him and like keep showing his reactions with his brother. So yeah, it was it was beautiful. And uh, every time like Ray Phoenix or Penta did a move, he was just like, oh my god, he was losing. <laughs> he was losing. <laughs> yeah, it was so dope. And then Ray Phoenix would look at him after like a near fall and be like, was it two Giannis? And the Giannis would be like, two. Like I just thought it was dope. Like, it, <laughs> it felt dope, man. Yeah, it, it was, was so really cool. Yeah, again, it was genuine. It was not forced. Uh, you can tell he actually loves wrestling and watches wrestling. That's good to see. Yeah, it's a real fan. Um, Daniel Bryan may be potentially, potentially debuting soon. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be dope for AEW to have more people over there. But what made me think about this or put this down on our notes is that they were chanting for Daniel Bryan, I think, when he was on Dynamite the last week. I know exactly what you're talking about. CM Punk yeah. was like, not yet, guys. And it was like, ooh, like he almost kind of confirmed that Daniel Bryan's coming in. And I don't know, I'm excited to see like whether it's like them two tag team and if, to face people like the Young Bucks or something, or if it's just Daniel Bryan on his own. Like, I think it'll just be dope to have both of them there at the same time. Yeah, I believe they were chanting yes, and he was like, that's not my stick. You got to wait a little bit longer for that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for that too. Uh, I personally think I mean there are only a few names I can throw out and be like, okay, that guy is an absolute game changer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan is definitely one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bray Wyatt they, also is definitely definitely one of them. If you they know, get I, Bray Wyatt, I feel oof. like they're only just a few people away. Not that they can't work with what they already have because they yeah. they do have some they do have some big names over there right now. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? But they're just a few people away that you know kind of puts like more people in season like kind of drives more more eyes to the product and i definitely think that daniel bryan is one of them um bray wyatt again i'm gonna throw it out there <laughs> definitely one of them mm-hmm. i mean alistair Beck, black was big as far as like from a wrestling standpoint but to mm-hmm. me not like i don't think like oh that's a big draw like that kind of yeah thing, game know? changer yeah but and as I far as like, like wrestling goes you know he could have been a game changer if you know aw took him not aw but wwe took him more seriously i feel like he'd be a game changer yeah but since he like crossed over and his character didn't really develop it's almost like he's actually getting his legs in aw right right, right. Like he's actually getting to do like what he was supposed to do what he was what he should have been doing yeah. should have been doing yeah um and i think also getting like maybe a sasha banks type wrestler over there i do think set that, it off. i do think the women's division could, could use somebody yeah, I feel like the men's and the tag team—they're getting all these like ex WWE stars or Impact stars, and it's like the women—the women's division doesn't really get anybody. <laughs> have we so, have we had anybody from the women's division get anybody new? I don't think so. They usually have like you know wrestlers from Impact or Ring of Honor or yeah. New Japan, but it's not or other indie promotions. But it's never really somebody from WWE. Yeah, they could so, use you know maybe one established wrestler, you know, one I mean? or two. Again, there's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong with anybody that's already over there, but I yeah, feel like when you're bringing 
it always helps with a name or something that somebody would be like, oh, well, you know, I watch wrestling because of this person. I'm definitely going to watch now. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. But who? But who? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So I guess to kind of wrap it up, um, we asked this question to some of our followers on Instagram, but we never really had a chance to really answer it. So I wanted us to kind of be able to talk about it. But which WWE or AEW wrestler are you a fan of that you believe deserves more attention in their respective uh, company? Who were you? Who who did you select? Who did I select? Yes. Ooh, you put it on me. (laughs) (laughs) You put it back on me, blood. No, I'm playing. Um, I would really like to see more done with Orange Cassidy. I feel like he's still super over. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like his match with Kenny Omega was like just the beginning of him being like a bigger star. Like he can really actually go. Like it's not just like him. Like look, he knows selling stuff. Like he can really actually wrestle. So I feel like maybe him doing more things. Um, I feel like over in WWE, maybe like taking Rhea Ripley more seriously <laughs> would be a big thing. And then I would love to see Ember Moon come back up to the main roster and actually be taken more seriously as well too. So those are like kind of some of them that I would like to see. Ricochet, obviously. They, that's never happening, bro. They are missing the mark. That's not. That's not. That's never happening. That was actually one of my number one guys I had on the list. I was like Ricochet, but this is a perfect world. It's it's not gonna happen. It didn't happen before. It's not happening now. You know what I mean, yeah. um, Adam Cole was actually somebody I wanted originally. Mm. You know what I mean to uh, have a bigger uh, role in WWE. Also mm. Ricochet. Um, also, you know, I feel like I don't know what they're doing with Xavier Woods right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, people just forget about him, but he puts on some some pretty good matches. He does. Um, and AEW, definitely Orange Cassidy. But also, I know he has some sort of attention, but I would have liked to see mm-hmm. Hangman get a title. You know what I mean? Like, I finally, <laughs> Same, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the character. I, I feel like he could definitely, like, lead a division over there. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Hangman, definitely up on the list. Um that's a solid list. I can right I can I can mention so many people. I'm just gonna yeah. stop there. I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna mention like half the roster. You know, that's I mean? solid. That's solid. <laughs> All the listeners out there and our followers on Instagram. That's our response to the question that we gave you guys. <laughs> Want to keep it genuine and actually ask the question ourselves too. So yeah, you want to wrap us up, Joe? Yep. Well, that was another episode of the All for Wrestling podcast. Please remember, if you did not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was awful from the jump. So All for Wrestling podcast. Peace. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One.